welcome back, uh, or welcome for the first time, people listening to uh, this podcast called The Funny Thing Is. I'm Josh, that's Evan. You should already know that. Although you probably shouldn't, because we only have one episode uh, uploaded, so probably not much reason for you to know that. What's going on? Well, Josh, uh, you know, I... It's a lovely shirt you have. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm sitting here, I'm wearing a tank top, because I showed up in an uncomfortable shirt, and... What, what, what a move that is. This guy knows we're about to record. Are you gonna, are you able to, the, like, edit this out? If, edit what out? Like, the first part of this? Because I feel it's, like I'm, I feel like I'm not in the zone yet. It's live to tape. We're going right now. Yeah, but I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm not, like, mentally where hey, I need to be, you know? Like, I want to be rocky on the steps That's the game. Of, Okay, this is what we're doing. All right, um, this guy shows up. This guy shows up to record um, in in the same thing that he had on at work. Um, why? Well, you know, I I went home and I was wearing it, and then uh, I was still wearing it when I left to come here. What, what were you doing? Isn't that what, why? What were you doing that whole time? Oh, uh, you know, I it's, was. Uh, it's ten. <clears throat> It's 10 p.m. What were you doing? Well, in <laughs> fairness, I mean, I left around like eight something. So, is what? No, no. Yeah, I mean, the the correct thing to do would have been to change my clothes, but now I'm here. Yeah, that's the mistake. Um, how'd you get here? Drive? Uber? I took an Uber because I, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen tonight. We got, we got, we got the Bon and Viv, and we got the White Claws. Well, I appreciate you being safe with Uber, but uh, question. Uh, Uber, um, are you, uh, where do you sit? What location do you sit in the Uber? Uh, I, I sit in the back. Actually, well, I do have, I, I like to sit on the side that isn't the, uh, driver's seat. Why is that? It just feels like, are you, it feels like that's where you're supposed to sit, you know? So that way he can, like, tilt his mirror and he can, um, he can, like, see you? I feel like if you sit directly behind him in an empty car, it's, like, uh, it's just a little awkward. You know, you're right, it, you're right I, behind I, him. It kind of brings up, like, certain, uh, like, the image that, like, you might have, like, a rope and you're going to, like, pull it and, like, strangle him with it or something. Yeah, or just the fact that, like, I don't want to be breathing down his neck in the back of his yeah, Uber I can, car. Yeah, I can see that. Um, never, front seat? Front seat ever? Uh, no, I don't sit in the front seat because I'm not a psychopath. <clears throat> I'm a front seat guy. Oh, you're you're a front seat guy. Yeah, I. Uh, when it comes to stop. When it comes to Ubering, stop. By yourself. By yourself. Absolutely. Listen, it's it is statistically it is the safer spot to sit because if you get in a car accident, you have an airbag. I mean, that's your safer bet. But then on top of that. Uh, you know, how are you going to talk to your, your Uber driver if you aren't in the front? You don't. So what, you just sit there in silence. Getting in the passenger seat is, a, is an assault on that guy or, or, or girl. So you think that they don't enjoy it when I do that? No. What, what do you think they're thinking then? All right, okay. I think they're afraid that you're going to stab you're, them you're in, the, th- in the neck you're with, the with a pencil. You're the Uber driver and I'm me. Because I sit in the front seat, uh-huh. and uh, and you know you you can specify when you're think what thinking versus what you would say, and I'll do the same. You know, actually, I don't even need to because I've already made clear that I, I'm a front seat Uber guy. So um, you know, you you get the little thing on your app, 
ride for Josh. We continue. And yeah, you pull okay. up. Yeah, I you, pull up in the car. I'm, I'm. What are you thinking right now? What's your thought right now? You pull up to pick up someone for your Uber. What's your thought? My thought is probably just I'm. I'm just gonna pick up this guy. All right. And, so and he's gonna get in the back of the car like a normal person and not make me feel like. Well, you roll down your window. I need window. to be ready to, f- to defend you, myself at any moment. You roll down your window, as they do, and you're like, uh, Josh? Uh, Josh? Hi for Josh. And I say, yeah, yeah that's me. And, and then you see the, the passenger door open. What's, uh, what do you think? If you're this Uber, what's your, what are you thinking? If I see the passenger door open. The guy just said, yeah, Josh. And then, boom, passenger door opens. My first thought would probably be, the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Do you say anything? Well, no, you can't say anything because you're an Uber driver. You're providing a service. You want the tip. So you just got to go with it. And you don't get want this that guy low his... star. No, yeah, you don't want true. the low star. You just got to get this guy to his destination. Hope he doesn't kill you on the way there. Uh, on the topic of stars, though, do you think that sitting in the front seat <clears throat> might have an impact on my star rating as a rider? I think so. If somebody got into my empty car, unless he... <clears throat> I don't know. Unless he brought me brought me like food or something, he might get a, he might get four stars instead of five. Just for sitting in the front. Just for sitting in the front, yeah, because that's super weird. Hmm. And I might leave a note. Maybe like four stars. Why? He <laughs> sat in the front like a psychopath. So you feel more comfortable with someone behind you. Behind me, to my, all the way to the right. Mm, yeah. Okay. Between behind you directly, or in the front, what's better? <clears throat> I'd say, like, rationally, the rational answer would be, like, if you're going to say what's safer, then maybe it's going to be in the front. What's your answer, though? But my answer is... If you're this Uber driver. My answer is that, like, I still just want him in the back of the car. (laughs) So you can feel like a chauffeur? Well, it's implied that, that, like, if somebody's sitting next to you in an empty car, it's implied that you have to talk. Like, you've, you've... Okay. All right. You know what? There is an understanding that's taking place where it's like, I am providing you with a service. So we're going to just act like I'm your chauffeur for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And once you get in the passenger seat, that's breached. But the psychology of the situation has changed. That's, That's not a guy you're providing a service for anymore. That's your buddy. For the next 15, 20 minutes. But and, I usually play on to... that. I, I, I talk to them. I make conversation. I talk about where I'm going, why I'm going there. I talk about my day. What? What if they don't want that at all? Listen, I'm already paying them. I might as well get a, a little bit of free therapy out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Unleash my burdens on this, uh, on this Uber driver. Maybe he talks. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just a good listener. And I will say, so far... Um, I, uh, every, I was going to say 90, 90%, but no, it's really, it's, uh, it's more than 90. I'd say every single time I've sat in the front seat of an Uber, I have gotten, um, I've had wonderful conversations with these people. I mean, I've had great conversations with Uber people before too, but like, it's just, uh, I think that would make me feel so uncomfortable. But I, I want, it's a power thing. I want, I want to feel... What? I want, I want to feel huh? like, I want to feel, I want this person to know that I'm on an equal playing field with them. Ah! You know? What? Huh? Why? We're both in the front. 
okay, power in a sense that like you want them to feel safe, like, hey, I don't think I'm better than you because you're driving me around in your car, or power in a sense that like, well, I'm in the front. And I could stab you. I, I was gonna say, I, don't, I don't think safety <laughs> has anything to do with it. If anything, I would think that sitting in the front seat is way more intimidating because I could just grab the steering wheel and just yank it and just yeah, crash both of us both. off of a bridge. So I, I don't think uh, the safety is, is the thing that the Uber is concerned about with someone sitting in the front, honestly. I think that is, the, I think they are concerned for their safety. Right, so, so I, I don't think that safety is. Uh, is why any Uber would prefer a front seat driver. Okay, here's rider. my response to you. One, you're wrong. Stop getting in the front seat when you're alone. Mm-hmm. That's out of control. I'm going to keep doing it. There's things that are in pocket, and there's things that are out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing, my friend, it's way out of pocket. Well, we all have to go our own routes in life, and that's the route I'm going to stick to. And you're just um, going to continue to keep freaking it. What... Okay, when it's a, is it ever a girl? Do you ever sit in the front I've, seat with a girl? I've actually never had a female Uber driver, at least on my solo routes. I think you know, that this, I think that would potentially impact my See, decision. I just made a good point there, yeah. didn't I? That is, if I went to that, if I, you know, because you go through the window, and they say, ooh, ooh, Josh, and you go, yeah, Josh. If I saw it was and a you girl, just aggressively I might swing open the. Front. Then I might. Then I. You're right. I might consider. Then. Then I might consider. Because I don't. Even, know. But you're not even saying you would. You're saying I'll consider it. What do you mean uh, you'll consider it? It's all situational. There's a lot of factors that go into uh, you know uh, that decision. Dude, guarantee you, you're by yourself and you get in the front seat with a lady in the car. She's terrified. How do you know that's not what I want? Out of control. <laughs> But yeah, you Ubered here, you here now, we're recording. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's been a while. There was, uh, I think there was something recently that, um, that we thought we should talk about. Um, and it's uh, hibachi. That was it. Oh, uh, yeah. Hibachi's, there's a... So we, we you know what, let's, let's, let's get into this and let's unwrap hibachi because yeah. hibachi is pulling... A sham over the American people. And it's time that somebody rose up and said something about it. As we would say in a, in a because past it, life, uh, let's get to the bottom of hibachi. I think we should bring that bit back. I'm, I'm not even... I think we do the bit, but we don't have to say it. We don't have to announce it. That's it. We used to have a bit you where we'd say, hey, let's get to the bottom of this. When Josh would say yeah, something catchy, but I, you know, like, I, he'd be like, hey... Grab your spoon, cause we're digging into some mustard, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into the bottom of this pickle jar. Uh, I hope you're Irish, cause we got a big thing of sauerkraut, and we're getting to the bottom of it. Something, something like that. Okay, first of all, that'd be German. That would, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, well, I hope you're Irish, cause we're there's a big <laughs> sack of potatoes that we're about to get to the bottom of. Oh, uh, we're gonna get in trouble for that one. Um, I'm Irish, but the. Uh, I think the reason I don't, you know, I'm not as a big fan of uh, introducing things like that is um, I just think it comes off as very, like, talk radio-y if we're going to, like, 
introduce the segment, you know, and like a podcast is people. Right. And, I, and we've, we've yeah. had this discussion before and I think we've had it on past podcasts. So Did we don't we? need to have it again. Well, I mean, we've only, we only have one live, so I don't even know if we yeah, have sure. had this, but it's not like we're, hello, this is wacky Evan in the morning. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, people don't listen to podcasts to hear radio. They listen to podcasts to hear conversation and we will got to be conversational, which ends up being pretty difficult because a lot of the time we have conversations uh, already and we're like oh that would be really funny yeah but then when you're rehashing them you know you lose some elements of the humor. yeah i feel like maybe maybe if we were if we just stop hanging out if, well if we were still as close friends but we like just only got to see each other like once a week like if we didn't work together yeah yeah that's a big one because then we could we could discuss what's happened in our, our work lives uh but since we do work together we went out uh, to lunch, a, a large group of us, uh, a lot of the, the, our peers uh, went out to hibachi. It's a big spectacle. You know, you're at the table. The I was unwell. Table. Evan was not feeling it at all. Um, and I don't think the hibachi helped at all. No. Uh, and so, you know. Well, I mean, first of all, I want to say their yum yum sauce wasn't yum. It was not, not good. Not yum at all. Which we all know that's just essentially mayo. It's not mayo. There's there's other things in there that make it sweet. I, I think ninety percent of sauces are like mayonnaise with other stuff. Well, it's just like mayonnaise with more steps. Because man, because mayonnaise is amazing. I guess. So let's break down what's wrong. I'm not going to allow any mayonnaise hate on my podcast. Hey, remember whose podcast this is, all right? It's both of ours. I'm the guy that says the funny thing is. <laughs> <laughs> all right? And I said it enough times to make this my podcast. <laughs> now you get out of here with that. It's our podcast. <laughs> I'm the one who told you that it was okay to say it. It is okay to say the funny thing is. Because it's just a sentence. The funny thing is, the funny thing is. All right, anyway, hibachi. Um, the hibachi experience needs some drastic changes. There, there are some major uh, blunders. I'm going to let you talk, because if I talk at all, I'm going to go on a rant. We'll, we'll get into the I'll rants. I'll start screaming. I'll, so keep, I'll, it, you, I'll, I'll keep, keep it segmented. Yeah, preface it. Let's, let's talk about hibachi overall. It is an experience... Assuming you know you have the you're at the table with the grill flat top there, it's an experience. So let's recap the the great minds of of hibachi, the people that thought, hey, this is a great way to charge people a lot of money for some for dinner and a show. Let's recap what's wrong with this, or at least what should be improved. Because I'm sure when it first came out, it was great, but now it's yeah, so so. First things first. You know, you put in your orders, whatever. Normal stuff. We're going to skip right past all that. And what is the first thing that they give to, to wet your whistle, so to speak, um, to get you excited, get your appetite going for the hibachi? They bring out a salad. And, and not just a salad. It's sweaty. <laughs> this is by far the worst salad you've ever seen. It's a, little, it's a little sweaty. It's always moist. It, it seems like uh, if you took a, a good salad... And you, you took one that someone had finished eating and you brought it to the back and you sprayed the dish off and whatever fell into the sink, 
some guy just scooped his hand in there and put it in a bowl and put some of that ginger stuff on top, that ginger dressing, and he gave it to you. It's not good. Uh, yeah, it, it's... It, uh, well, I will say, though, I have, I have been to places where I've been like, oh, I, you know, the traditional thing that they bring out every time, like, it, it kind of tastes good today. But, like... That's all it's gonna be. It's not, I'm not I'm not gonna be blown away by the sweaty salad, which it's, is always sweaty, <laughs> by the way. It is an incredibly low tier salad. It's it's not even like leaves. You have like that that stalk section between the leaves. It's mostly that. Yeah. And maybe maybe a tomato. Maybe. No, I don't think I've ever gotten a tomato in mine. I guess it depends on uh, if it was a garden salad that they sprayed down the sink earlier. Then you might get a tomato. I just, it's so low effort is the problem that I have it. It really could be eliminated, in my opinion, uh, either improve it or eliminate it. Yeah. So it's, it's not doing anyone any favors. Yeah. Always, always very just mediocre salad. Now, I think we should move on to the soup. Mmm, the soup. This is where you think maybe, hey, soup, easy. Soup is easy because you make a bunch of it, you let it sit. How can it, you mess it up? Exactly. Evan, when you think of hibachi soup, what do you what comes to your mind? Toilet water, <laughs> both in color, heated, <laughs> and flavor. Yeah, it's literally it's like water. There's things floating in it. You're not sure what they are. Someone just gives but you're putting you, it in your mouth anyway. <laughs> it, it, it's like here's a bowl of lukewarm water with some little bits of dehydrated mushroom. Yep. And there's always like only three or four mushrooms in there, if that. Yeah, and they have, there's squiggly lines floating in it, and I don't know what the squiggly lines are. I, I don't, I, are they mushroom? They look like worms. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I, I feel like it's onion, but like I don't know. But it doesn't taste like onion. No, it tastes like squiggly lines. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we get to the, the real star of the show. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. I'm not done with the oh. soup. I want to I want to wreck this soup right, a little what, bit more. What more do you have for soup? They could improve it, okay? It's just cuz we're already saying you could probably ditch the salad. You could ditch the salad and you could ditch the soup. It's not But is the soup an integral part of the experience? Is it? I don't know. Is it? I I would appreciate it if there was more substance in the dirty water. You know, a good wonton soup or something, dumpling, something with like some, even if you had like two, just two dumplings or wontons or, you know, whatever, wonton soup, that's a thing, right? That's a yeah, thing? Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Just two. I feel like I, I only know that that's a thing, though, because of, uh, like, never mind, I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't uh, think, I don't think I've ever had wonton soup. That train of thought was... Yeah, that was bad. Truly incredible. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so now we get to the star of the show, which is the, is the dinner and the show. And I'll say the dinner, the dinner part's usually all right. Usually the hibachi... Uh, well, usually, it, yeah. You know what? You're right. I'll give it that. It usually is pretty good. Rice, veggies, whatever, meat, whatever... Cooked on the flat top, soy sauce MSG, eh, we're good. Yeah. It's all right. You'll be hungry maybe an hour or two later, but mm. it was a good meal, and you experienced some quality time with your family if you went. 
but the part that I'm really now let's really get into. Do you know? Do you know what what I don't enjoy? <coughs> what do you not enjoy about Josh? hibachi? Because I I like. Tell me what you don't enjoy. I like the food. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm gonna let you guess. What do you think I don't enjoy? You know me. <coughs> what do you think? You know me, my personality. What part of hibachi do you think I really don't like? Well, let's see, Josh. What do you not enjoy about hibachi? I think maybe what you would not enjoy about hibachi is what you would also not enjoy by watching, like, say, if there's a comedian. And mm. say that comedian, you know how comedians, uh, they come out with a new special, the big ones? Yeah. So, like, uh, like maybe, um, you know, Bill Burr. You go on, on Netflix, you'll see Bill Burr or, uh, or Tom Segura. And they have like four, maybe five different comedy specials. Mm-hmm. What if you clicked on each one of those specials and it was just them doing the same special with different titles over and over and over again? How would you feel? You know, I, I would feel annoyed. You'd be annoyed, right? And, and you know what? And that, you're and just you're, watching it and it's a, it's a different stage, different background, same jokes. How would that make you feel? And I will say you're close. You're, you're close to what really annoys me. It's not as much the, the sameness. I mean, we've all seen the onion volcano. How many times have we seen the on, onion volcano? If I, I see one more onion volcano, I might become the Joker. <laughs> it's insane. It's not the lack of originality that gets me. It's the fact that you were expected to just like sit there and like jerk this guy off for doing the same fucking thing that he's done every single time. Every hibachi guy doesn't, I've seen hibachi in Connecticut, in Massachusetts, in Florida, in Virginia. It doesn't matter. It's all the same fucking thing. And I'm supposed to sit there and just be wowed by the fact that this guy made an onion volcano and you got to clap. You got to clap. And you gotta pretend like, oh, woo, impressive. And then he does the, the, the flick the food in your mouth. Like, I'm wearing a dress shirt. Don't fucking flick food in my face. <laughs> and I and everyone and everyone you're with is like, oh, you're gonna be the guy that rejects the chicken flip. <laughs> and <laughs> and everybody at the table, they clap. Like mindless buffoons at how, at, oh wow, it's so incredible. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not incredible. It's the same thing. I agree with you. Sometimes I've, when I'm sitting there at the hibachi table for the thousandth time seeing the same thing over and over again, and everyone is obliged to just act like they're amazed, I feel like I'm in the Matrix. And or if like you don't the Twilight clap, Zone. If you don't clap, do you know what everyone looks at you like? Like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> What's this guy's problem? <laughs> Not clapping at the hibachi guy. <laughs> Look at this guy over here. You're not clapping at the hibachi he's guy. He's clapping for the hibachi guy. What's his problem? What's he, an asshole? <laughs> he's just trying to make a living. Oh, I see. You're too good to clap at the hibachi guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Some people at this table haven't seen the engine volcano. <laughs> so maybe clap next time, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, what I want to know is... There's so many different hibachi places all over the country. They're on every corner. They're all all over the United States. And I'm starting to feel like they're all just owned by the same guy. 
who's just directing them all to do the same shit over and over again. Because how can it be so uniform? Is there a, is there a convention? Is there a hibachi convention that beats every year in Miami? And they just talk about... Union. Oh. What if there's a hibachi union? Oh, you're so right. Is that unionized? Dude, could be. Maybe Jimmy Hoffa's alive. And he's the running the hibachi union. Dude. He's like, no. No new tricks. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's an hibachi, uh, a Jimmy Hoffa impersonation. I, I, I saw The Irishman recently, and it's uh, Pacino doing Hoffa. So that was like my Pacino trying to not sound like Pacino, like, no new tricks. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I thought it was good. But I'm saying, like, is that really what's going on? Because honestly, people, has anyone even, ever even asked this question? They all do the same thing. They're, they, are they like a, a, a what is, is it? Are they robot? Are they AI? Are the hibachi chefs actually just AI that they keep in a closet until it's time to cook? Do you think that if if at a hibachi dinner, if you were like, excuse me, sir, um, can you do something else? <laughs> Do you think you could try a, a different trick? I've seen this one before. Would that be rude? Well, dude, in that moment, you break the matrix. You, you, you break the simulation. Do you, do you think All of a sudden, like, you ask him that, and then he short circuits. Do you think people at the table would be upset by something like that? The yeah, other, they yeah, they uh, probably... Were, dude, it's this unspoken thing. We're all just... We're a, we go to hibachi, you signed up to cheer for the hibachi guy. Yeah, but I mean, is there's who is holding these people accountable? I don't know. I'm saying, can, is it AI? Are can they we, just can robots? We, can we put this uh, on Donald Trump's radar, please? <clears throat> can we get can we get some sort of can we get can, listen? I would like to get this on the agenda for 2020, honestly. If if we had uh, fans listening to this podcast, I would say, talk to your talk to your representatives about this because we need to know what is going on with Hibachi. It doesn't. It makes no sense. I will say, if a candidate like maybe say Andrew Yang or somebody came out and said, "Hey, vote for me, 2020. I love math." And I'm going to make the hibachi chefs do some new tricks. That guy, that guy would get my vote. Make hibachi great again. Make hibachi great again. I got the hat on. Uh, you know what? That's, who is going to object to that? Remember when you were a little kid and you were astounded by the, the tricks that the guy the is doing? The first time you saw hibachi. It was amazing. And then you go another time. And you see the same tricks. And you're like, eh, okay. Hey, my second time seeing hibachi, same tricks. It's okay. No big deal. Third time, same tricks. You're like, huh, a little odd. Fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. And you're starting, you're, you're like, am I in crazy pills right now? What, what is going on? You really do kind of, <clears throat> when you're sitting there, like, after internalizing this joke that we made where we, we like finally pointed this out, you really are like, 
what the fuck is going on? It crosses state lines. That's what gets me so, like, worked up about this. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I have had hibachi in Florida and Massachusetts. Never Maine. So, that, you know, he's, no. But, I mean, that's a long... Can you imagine that, having hibachi in Maine? Probably really bad. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's not not good. Mm, some Maynard just, like... Hey, like <laughs> I, I was going to do... A main impersonation, but I can't. It's not even. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Is there? Is there like? A, there's. There's a accent? dialect in Maine. How does it sound? Because I can. I can do a Jersey one for you. Like. Like right now, man. It just sounds kind of like, <coughs> like low mumbling. Like. What? <laughs> well, a lot of people in Maine. Uh, it's close to Canada. So it's got a little bit of like a, a Canada thing so to it. Like we're gonna go ca- catch some lobster, eh? I don't I know if they like say eh, but yeah, it's, it's that, something that like kind of sounded like Boston a little bit. Catch some lobsters. I'm gonna pack the car. Cause see if you hibachi. were in, if you were in Jersey, it would be like, yeah, you know, we're gonna go down to the shore and we're gonna catch some lobsters. Sure, you know, a little something like that. Have you maybe, been to maybe you know who knows, Josh? Who knows? Maybe 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 I'll sit here. I'll sit here and I'll talk in a Jersey accent for the rest of the for the for the rest of the whole fucking podcast. Like you don't do, know. Do the hibachi chefs in New Jersey have a New Jersey accent? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's a good question. Maybe I'll go to hibachi. They don't usually talk a lot. Next time I'm in Jersey, I'll go to get some fucking hibachi. Have you ever seen the uh, uh, <clears throat> when they squirt the sake at you? I'm a fan of that. Is that with like they have like a little, like little guy and they yeah squeeze his, they squeeze his head and they shoot the sake at you and it looks like he's taking a piss. Yeah, see, I've seen that one before too, and they, I think usually they won't do that in front of families, but like it's a little crude for a family. Yeah, that's that's kind of the crude hibachi. You have thing. like an eight year old there at the table, and it's like, hey, mom, here you go. Yeah, it's, it's a little man pissing in your mouth. That's a little weird, but that's as like that's as rogue as they go usually. Like I don't really, and then a whole flipping the egg thing. Ooh, look, I'm gonna catch it in my hat. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. They 5, smack. 000. They smack their things on the grill. They have like their their spatula and like ding 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 ding, ding, ding and they just they're smacking it and they're flipping it. And it's like okay, listen, the flipping that's all right. I mean, great, it's the same, but it's 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 all right. But then the whole egg thing, like oh, I'm gonna spin the egg and flip it. And you turn the spatula sideways, and it cracks, and it breaks. Yeah, and again, it's cool. I respect it. You know, you're, it's your hustle. It's your grind. You know, you're working to get that money. But, like, can we stop? Can we all as a society just do a, a, agree to stop participating in this delusion where we're like, oh, never seen that before. We've all fucking seen it. It's honestly, it's just, it's, it's the pandering, you know? Uh-huh. That's what gets me, the pandering. And I, I already ranted on it earlier, but it, it's it's the it's the fake it's just fake clapping. It's pretending it's impressive. That's what I don't like. Yeah, I like it, I like to see some sincerity in my hibachi chef because it's not impressive. No, you know, it just isn't. Now, <clears throat> Josh, you mentioned uh, the Irishman. Would I you did. like to give us a quick movie review? Because I started watching it and uh, I didn't finish it, but you you finished it, so. I did, but it took me three sittings because uh, it, it's so long that um, the first time, uh, 
I, I started watching it pretty late and I was like, oh, I really should go to bed. I got to work in the morning. It's getting late. So I you know, paused it to see how much time I had left. And uh, I still had like over two hours left. I was like, no, not going to happen tonight. Went, similar thing happened. Watch it again from where I left off from where, you know, I, I paused it. Watch it. I'm like, got to go to bed. I was, but, you know, it's one of those situations where you're like, if there's under 30 minutes left, I'll just finish it. Because, like, what's the point of, like, pausing a movie to come back to it just to watch the last 30 minutes? Um, paused it. Hour and 30 minutes left. I'm like, oh, my God. How long is this movie? Watched it a, a third time. Not third. Third sitting, I should say. Finished it finally. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe not watching it all the way through impacted my, uh, my attention span for it. Oh, I'm sure. It probably made it seem a lot less entertaining if you're not... Fully, because I, I feel like you can't really fully be emotionally invested if you're, you know, taking mm. breaks. The first and second parts that I watched, because I watched essentially in like three parts. First, the first and second parts, I was thoroughly engaged. By the third part, I think that's where the movie kind of like starts to slow down. It's like it's winding down part. Um, like he, he's old by that point. Uh, and it's like a little flashback, a lot of talking. And I was on my phone most of the time, just like on Twitter and stuff, because I was just kind of bored. I feel like if anything, I need to rewatch just the second half, just from the second half to the end, just to get the full experience that I missed out on the first time. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it was all right. It was long. If I saw it in a theater, I would probably give it a lower rating than watching it on Netflix. I mean, watching it on my couch, you know, just streaming it comfortably is one thing. If I was in a movie theater for three and a half hours watching this, I would probably have a harsher opinion. So <clears throat> what were your issues with it? Well, where, at what point did you stop? I think the last scene I saw, he was in a restaurant with some gang bosses and Pesci and, probably. And Ray Romano. Yeah. The lawyer. Yeah. 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 Um, I heard everybody loves him. <laughs> he actually was really good in the movie, though. Yeah, I, I saw... He's, like, he's a good actor. He, he's an underrated actor. For, for serious roles, I think he's underrated. Um, to be honest, though, uh, scenes of them in a restaurant <clears throat> happen quite frequently. So it's hard to tell where you were at when you stopped. Was it earlier? Was it his, like his first introduction? It was it was earlier in the movie. He was uh, I don't know. There was some important guy sitting at one of the tables. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but I, I know what you're talking about. This I think this is earlier. This is when he first gets introduced to like some of these bigger mob bosses. I guess. Um, I think my first problem with the movie I, overall, if I was going to give it a rating, I would say I would give it. A B minus, but if it was, if it didn't have like the star studded cast that it had, if it didn't have like De Niro and Pesci and Ray Romano and um, who's the other guy? The guy that uh, it, um, that's the main dude. Oh, uh, Robert De Niro. It was De Niro, <laughs> Pesci, and Pacino. That's it. If it didn't have those... Oh, Pacino was in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was Jimmy Hoffa. 
if it didn't have those big three, if it was just like, you know, even if it was lesser known character, like actors, they were still known, but they weren't like those legends of acting. It would probably be like a C plus, maybe a C. Okay, that's fair. But so, to, to see that collection, I mean, you these are people that were like, you know, especially with Scorsese, like Goodfellas and like Scorsese, like you know, these classic mob movies. To see like these big three in there, um, like elevated it ratings wise, I'd say. But overall, mm. so I, I want to know your opinion on there is a fight scene in the movie that I saw on Twitter, but I didn't see in the movie when I, when I started it, obviously because I didn't get far enough, but this fight scene was rather ridiculous. And you as a little bit more, I think you're you and Jared and Jonah are a little bit more, two uh, of our other friends. Yeah. Are a little bit more movie condesor type. I would guys. love to know Jonah's uh, opinion of this I movie, would too. by the way. I bet he, I bet he loved it. <laughs> You know, you know, I agree. First, I'm going to say, eh, I don't know, because he's, he's pretty critical. But, I mean, considering, you know, the director and the stars, I could see him getting wowed by that. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about the fight scene. What would you think? Yeah. So, I, it, for anyone that doesn't know, um, De Niro is digitally de-aged in this movie. Um, we kind of see... It looks ridiculous, by the way. It's... It varies scene to scene, and it varies from just absolutely horrible. I think the opening scene of the movie completely turned me off to it, and and I I knew, I was like, listen, people are saying it's good, people are saying it's worth seeing, but if if I went into this movie blind, I was potentially going to shut it off within the first scene. One of the first scenes in the movie is a digitally de-aged young De Niro driving a truck and it looks like it looks like someone put like makeup on his face to make him look younger and then just took like a pound of Vaseline and just smeared it on to, to give the illusion that there's no wrinkles or anything. Like he's young. <laughs> it was and it, sweaty. It almost looked like a Snapchat filter like you know the face swap thing that snapchat had for a while mm-hmm. that's almost what it looked like i was i was so immediately just like what is this what is this can't you just get a young actor who looks a little bit like him to do the young scenes yeah it is it is a little like off-putting when you look at it and, and as the movie goes on there's i i don't know if if you get used to it as you watch it or if it some scenes lighting whatever stuff it just looks better in certain scenes um aside which honestly the fact that the opening scene is what stood out to me is the worst pretty bad i would have tried to fix that if i if i was them um but the fight scene is really where is really where it all comes home you have pacino in three different stages you have him in like a i think the youngest you see him is when he's in world war ii um you mean de niro sorry yeah de niro i i think he's uh, he's de- digitally de-aged as well. But um, when you see De Niro in World War II, that's the youngest you see him look in the movie. Um, and it looks all right in the scene. Looks better than the opening scene. But the And that's fine, because he's just standing there, he's holding a gun, he shoots, whatever. See, I do have some commentary on this scene. Yeah. And as 
a big history buff. Like, if you know me, you know, I'm super into politics, but history was my first love. And if you're, if you're trying to get a World War II scene, and, like, I'm not going to give the scene away or anything, but it's <clears> not that... I mean, he shoots two guys. It's not that big of a spoiler. It, it shows him as a young soldier. And a lot of those guys, you know, who were deployed in Italy at the time, like, you know, a good majority of them would have been probably between the age of, like, 19 and 24. And, like, I'm looking at this dude who's holding up, like, two German soldiers in the woods, digging their own graves. I'm giving away the scene now. Uh, and this guy looks like he's, like, 35, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Which is, like... All right. I mean, you, you could have th- used a younger guy for like something as young as what could be a 19, 20 year old soldier. Y- you know what I think the problem with this digital de-aging is? And I will say, um, Captain Marvel, even though I was not a huge fan of that movie. Hated it. What they did Terrible. with um, Samuel L. Jackson was impressive. Like the digital de-aging in that movie was very, very good. But if you were to compare a side by side of him digitally the age in that movie versus a younger uh, Samuel L. Jackson, like a Pulp Fiction, like uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And De Niro, it it has the same problem, is you can make their faces look younger in terms of smoothening out like the skin and stuff like that. Um, But what you can't do is make their faces look slimmer. Like as people get older... It's like their faces get like their noses get bigger. Yeah, well, your, fa- <clears throat> your face, parts gets of your bigger. face continues to expand, and, and it's like a, a bigger, wider face. If you look at Samuel L. Jackson, a, a young photo to a current photo, it's more than just like wrinkles and stuff like that. It, it's the actual face structure is different. Like like his young face is like slimmer. It's uh, it's it's more like refined, I guess. And the same problem happens with uh, with De Niro, especially in that scene where the face, skin, and whatnot, it looks younger, but he still has like that old man shape to his face. Yeah, exactly. And you can't get around that. Yeah, and I I, I noticed that too. And, and and you can watch movies where De Niro is young, and and you'll see it. It's not the same. Is what you're seeing in the Irishman, yeah. Um, so uh, that's you know one thing, but I I will say as the movie goes on, um, I think you get used you get used to the digital de aging, um, but I still had a hard time like differentiating between like younger De Niro versus like middle aged De Niro. Obviously, old De Niro is is, is easy to spot, you know, because he, he just he looks. Like, I guess how he looks now. He just looks old. Um, but in those, like, when he's supposed to be, like, 40, in his 40s versus when he's in, like, his, like, 20s or, like, early 30s, it's hard to spot the difference between those two. And the fight scene, which uh, which I had showed Evan. And, unfortunately, I, I saw this on Twitter before I even saw it in the movie. So I was waiting for it. We see, um, I can't remember his name. The guy that, well, De Niro, I can't remember the character's name. Some store owner touches his daughter. And not like inappropriately touches, just like, I don't know, he like, she was, I don't know, for some reason, I don't remember exactly in the movie. All I remember, it wasn't like he inappropriately touched her. He just like shoved her or I don't know, something like that. Um, and he gets mad. So he brings his daughter to the store with him and he goes and, and, and he beats the guy up. You know, pretty standard for like a, a mom movie, you know, 
you're kind of like, you're swinging dick a little, you know, you're, uh, you're swinging a little dick, um, uh, size, you're swinging a small little dick, um, and you, uh, and, and he's beating the guy up in public, you know, it's kind of like, hey, like, I can do what I, I can do what I want, like, I got some power, but the problem with this scene, Evan, I've seen this scene twice in the movie and on Twitter, you've seen the Twitter, you're, your response to it was a little more pure because I had heard about the scene. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it in the movie. What did you think watching this scene? Well, honestly, it looked like something like if you were to take a, I felt like I was watching like WWE. It, it was really, really like these kicks are completely done. missing. Yeah. Like you can totally tell that the kicks are missing. The, the guy is barely reacting. Like, it looks like Robert De Niro is putting his foot in front of the guy's face, and the guy is, like, kind of barely moving his head, pretending but to he's, be... But he's reacting like he's in such pain yeah. from this. And I, I, and one of the big problems, right, right from the bat, is he, he... It's supposed to be that he drags the guy, and he, like, throws him into the door, and, and the double glass doors, like, shatter from him hitting the door... But he like barely touches it. Yeah, like thing. his head hits the door and look, like say if you go down to the 7-Eleven or like a Wawa or something and you're in the store and somebody kind of kicks you into a door and your head hits it. Come on. Are you breaking the whole door? And, and are you breaking they were both, double, double both doors, double doors. doors just break open and they, sh- they shatter the whole, the, the whole mi- thing. Yeah. Like to, to the, the force which this guy hits the door, like they must be replacing this glass uh, on a daily basis because someone walks in and slams the door and they both shatter. Honestly, I feel like if I open it too hard, doors are just shattering. Yeah. But apparently in this universe, glass is incredibly fragile. Yeah. You can't even open your windows. I mean, you try and open your window and you're breaking it. And another problem, another problem with it is the whole thing was done like just a wide pan shot. Like, no cuts. Which, normally, for action scenes... Normally, you could appreciate. Yes. I I think a lot of times, action scenes tend to rely way too much on, like, like the... I would say the the Bourne movies really uh, set this off. Like, this, like, really quick, really fast, a lot of camera, hand, hand done, camera shaking, quick cuts, quick cuts to, like, to give this, like, action, action feel... And I appreciate movies that have a big, wide shot where you see the action and, and there's no trickery trying to happen. And I think a, a great example of that would be the John Wick movies. You know, I actually haven't gotten a chance to watch oh them yet. Oh, gosh. The John Wick movies are some of the best action you can probably see in, in modern movies. And, and they, they do it effectively by wide shots, not a lot of camera movement, you see, you see. I mean, Keanu Reeves is an incredible actor, especially. In the, I mean, incredible physical actor in these movies. You see him. I mean, he preps like You're crazy. Breathtaking. <laughs> he preps <laughs> like crazy for these movies, like the stunt work, like the guns and, and the the um, the combat and everything, like the hand to hand combat, and is incredibly impressive. And these nice wide shots let you see it and like appreciate it. But in this situation, it just did not work because what you end up with is what looks like uh, like your grandpa, like <laughs> yeah, pretending keep in, keep to beat in mind, someone up. His face is digitalized, but his body isn't. Yeah. 
He has the body of an old man. He's holding his sleeves. I don't know why he's holding this. No one, someone should have told him, don't hold your sleeves. He's like holding the sleeves. Like he's cold. Well, because naturally, Josh, if you're fighting somebody, first thing you do is grab your sleeves. Yeah, his hands are kind of tucked up in his sleeves, and he's holding them like he's cold, you know. And his shoulders are like up a little bit, and he looks kind of like a hunched over old man. Yeah, like uh, maybe the 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 temperature in the store is bothering him a little bit. And he's stepping on this guy's foot at one point, and and he's I, he's like trying to look like he's like stepping hard, but it just looks like he's stomping his back foot, which which is just absolutely insane. It didn't look real at all, and it just really took away from... I just thought it was bad. In the context of, of watching the movie, I really had to... Assume, I, granted, I was prepared for that scene. I knew it was bad, and I knew it was coming. After it happened, I kind of just had to like flush it from my mind and not let it taint the rest of my like viewing. Because it very easily you could be like, this is that's pretty this pretty lame, it's pretty dumb, and then it could easily just like the rest of the movie you're like, eh. like how did no one notice? Did how did no one say hey, let's try that take again, you know? Maybe maybe let's get like a a, a close up like a, a downward angle shot of De Niro's face when he's stepping on the guy's hand something. To break up like what is obviously just a poor attempt at like looking intimidating. Yeah, I think that scene would have been much better if it had what you just said. Yeah, and it it also would have distracted you too from like you sitting there thinking, "Wow, this is garbage." So overall, I would say watch it. Maybe in a couple parts like I did, but you know, it's uh, it's not required. Yeah, I still have yet to finish it, so. I I will say that, um, you know, uh, Scorsese, this is supposedly, from what I've read online, this is a movie he's wanted to make for a while, and he couldn't get it going. So, uh, which is why he had these actors in mind for it. Um, So, in terms of the argument of, like, why do you use these, like, super old actors for it? He wanted to use these people for this movie. Well, I can appreciate using all those actors because it, it's kind of, it's in a sense, it's like a really, I guess, refreshing isn't the right word, but it's a nice throwback to, you know, that kind of mob. It's hmm. like, I would say mob movies are American classics. And there's not a lot of good ones anymore. Uh, I think one of the last ones I can even think of um, was that one with Johnny Depp? What was the name of it? He was very weird. Black something? Black Mass? Was that it? Oh, yeah. It was. He, he looked very weird. And that was like a mom movie. I don't think it did very well. I watched some of it, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. Um, and mom movies just aren't really a thing like they used to be. Um, and Scorsese, obviously, is like famous for doing some, I mean, very good mom movies. I think, um, you know... I said it earlier, and now I'm completely blanking on it. Um, my brain is saying The Usual Suspects, but I know that's not it. That's also a really good movie. Um, Goodfellas. Oh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Scorsese is like a, a classic mob movie. Um, and honestly, I do think, you know, 
this is probably the last. I mean, these guys, these are some old actors. You know, Pacino, Pesci, De Niro. These, these guys are old. This is probably the last time you're ever going to see this cast of actors in a mob movie together. Yeah. So by by that standpoint, I think it's worth watching. Um, if it was in theaters, I'd say wait until it's on Netflix. But it's already on Netflix, so I guess you know, might as well watch it. Yeah, I might finish it this weekend. Why not? So that wraps up the Irishman. No, I have to. Uh, I gotta take a wee wee. I actually also have to take a piss. Well, I guess you'll go to the bathroom, and I'll. Uh, we might edit this, but we don't do any editing here. But we will probably. You gotta remember, we are a low effort podcast for low effort. low effort listener. Yes. Yes. Um, well, Evan is going to the bathroom, I guess. I'll, yeah. This is a situation where um, having a producer would probably be nice. Or, a, you know, producer, someone who's, you know, checking the levels. I've, a couple times so far I've had to adjust our levels. You know, at first I think we were, we were striking a little too high. Um, so I had to tone them down a little bit. And it would be nice to have a producer for that, you know. Uh, my friend Louie, actually... Um, is a uh, audio engineer. Uh, I mean, also great sense of humor. Uh, Louis would be incredible to have as a producer for. I mean, this or honestly any podcast. I think Louis, uh, he's exactly what you want. Got the technical know-how. Have very, very well informed on just whatever you can talk about whatever, and he'll probably know something about it. Um, you know, movie guy, music guy, what have you. Um, and I think you'd be great as a producer. And, you know, hey, if I if podcast ever took off, I'd love to, to bring Louie on board. Because he would be a good third voice. Because it is a little odd sometimes with just the two. And then, uh, you know, especially, you know, don't tell him when I said this, but, I, you know, when you, we see each other a lot. So sometimes these jokes are, are uh, repeated. You know, there's something we're talking about that we've already talked about. That's just, oh, he's back. He's back. Hey, uh, how's, how's, your, uh, how's your bathroom break? Uh, it, was, it was good. You know, you got, a, you got, you got a nice facilities here. <laughs> I do. My facilities are top notch. Tip top. Well, I guess I'll let you have a little... Uh, Time with the audience? Yeah, a little private time with the audience. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. See, Josh thinks that I'm going to talk to you guys, but I'm not really going to talk to you guys. You don't edit in this podcast, Evan. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm about to put this on Twitter. I have a question. <coughs> question for you, Evan. Hold on, hold on. Before you ask the question, let me put this on Twitter. Evan, there are no... This is live. This is live. All right, hold on. Put we are on. live to tape. Are you done? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, God. All right, I'm done. All right. 
Um, question for you, Evan. Ah. Um, I noticed you didn't flush the toilet. Now, did you do that? <laughs> did you do that because you were aware that I was going to use the bathroom after you? Or did you do that because you just normally don't do that? Well, well, Josh, you know, that's a complicated question. Sometimes I don't always know why I did something. Maybe I just care so much about our podcast viewers that I was just, you know, itching to get back here. I'm pretty sure it took me a shorter amount of time to get back here than it did you, though. Well, so that's I'm going to refute that. Well, that's because I'm not, I'm not an animal like you and I wash my hands. You don't know I didn't wash. <laughs> you don't know I didn't wash my hands. Uh, I know for a fact you didn't wash your hands. How would you know that? Because I didn't hear the sink. <laughs> it was a silent sink. Again, did you not flush the toilet because you knew I was going to use it? Well, I'm saying I think maybe it's a possibility that subconsciously, maybe I wasn't thinking about it, and subconsciously I knew that you were coming to the toilet, so that's why I didn't flush, but, you know... Again. Again. I don't really know. Again. 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 I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, I do... I definitely am not of the persuasion that I was before in undergrad where I was like, yeah, you know, what's, what's, what's the point? It's just a little bit of... If it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. But is that the exa- phrase? Is that the phrase? I, I believe that that is the phrase. Yeah, you do that to conserve water. <sighs> Look, fat. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in my house, you flush the toilet. Listen here, fat. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Listen. <laughs> Look, fat. All right, since we're talking about it, Joe Biden said something insane today to, like, a voter in mm. Iowa. And uh, depending on when this gets uploaded, this might be relevant, or it might not be. But, uh, you know, I will say, just as a side note, when it comes to uh, our upload schedule, because recording is one thing, but the upload schedule has been really out of whack. Real bad. Yeah. I, I but don't that, think... that, that's on you. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Episode two. You haven't been doing your homework, I, my friend. Episode two. How I'm putting like 90% of the effort in this podcast. That's true. He's not lying. Yeah. I do. I set up the recording. I set up our space. I got to edit it. I got to post it. I've also we're been at, paying. We're at his house using his facilities. I've also been, My facilities, which you choose not to flush. <laughs> I've also been paying uh, for our, our, uh, the fee for our hosting for like nine months. What is that? It's like 10, to, 10 bucks a month. No, well, dude, that's 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 peanuts, man. It's, it's peanuts. Peanuts, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but as I was saying, here's the problem. Episode two is recorded on my desktop. It was done over the phone back when we didn't live in in proximity of each other. Uh, I have since I have moved, my desktop has not been turned on. Because I, I don't have a desk. I, move, I moved here. I don't have a desk. I don't have a place to set up my desktop. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a problem because it's a desk 
top. Um, so I can't put it on my lap. And uh, <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I haven't turned it on, honestly, in, in almost in almost three months now. Uh, so I, how about... Uh, so episode two is just sitting on a hard drive. The last episode we recorded had some serious issues with the audio, uh, which just makes it a complete pain in the ass to try and edit because our audio is out of sync. So there's a weird echo. So I have to one edit it because we have like multiple times where we wanted to cut things. I've got to cut it and drag it and this and that. And I hope this one is not like that. If this one's like that, who knows if people are ever going to hear this. So should we discuss Biden or should we just end it off here? I, I think maybe we could go with a shorter like podcast this time. Hey, we're at like an hour already. Yeah, I know. I think we could talk a little Biden. All right, you want to talk a little Biden? Well, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about that insane thing he said to a voter today. Yeah, I mean, he said, look fat. <laughs> <laughs> but it should be noted that it, it, was, uh, it was look comma fat. You know, it's not like he said, look fat. He was, <laughs> he, he was saying it look, as if... He, breathes in fat. It it, it was like, look, and then comma, insert name of person he's talking to. Yeah. Like he was, like he was getting, he was gearing up. Like almost as if, if he knew the guy's name, he would have said it in that like space. Like if it's, if maybe if the guy's name was Matt, he'd be like, look, Matt, it was like that. Yeah. But instead of Matt, it was look fat. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's important to note that the guy was, and, Look, of the hefty persuasion. Yeah, he, he definitely was. He was a little bit rotund, but I'm not going to knock him because he also looked like he was about 90 years old. So he's probably lived a very like. I wouldn't know, say 90. It, all right. Yeah. It, maybe he was like 60. 70. Like, like 60. Three. No, I think he was like 83 years old, actually. I think I saw that in a post. Uh, but, it, you know, this guy, he's a farmer. He's an American patriot. I'm not going to talk bad about him. Uh, I think he did say he was an Elizabeth Warren supporter. So that's stupid, <coughs> but he basically started talking about Biden and uh, his involvings. I think his son. His yeah, son is, yeah. what, is what triggered yeah, Biden. His, his involvings with his son with, with Burisma and the oil company over there in Ukraine. And I think the gist of, of what egged Biden on was... Bi- he, Biden got triggered, is the yeah, bottom line. He, he was essentially... I think like the, the point being made from the guy was essentially... You abused your power as vice president to appoint your son in a position where he essentially doesn't have the qualifications for. Yeah. And uh, which happened to be a Ukraine oil company. Yeah, which I won't even get into it, but yeah, uh, Hunter Biden definitely should not have been working at that place. And that's and that's the point the guy was making was that, you know, this your your son wouldn't have been wouldn't have been doing this if it wasn't for your power. Um and Biden slapped back by saying, at one point he said, listen here, Jack. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then in the middle. Was he, that before or after that he was, said? That was before. And then, and then he's, he's like, look, fat. <laughs> now, I saw some people trying to speculate, you know, some pro-Biden people on Twitter trying to speculate that he was saying, he meant to say, uh, facts. Yeah, like look facts. Except y- he clearly says look fat, which makes me think that maybe he had like a slip and wanted to say 
Listen here, fatty. <laughs> I think he was going for fatso. <laughs> fatso. Wait, why? You have a good reason. Okay, so uh, fatso was a movie uh, made in 1980. Um, it was it was a movie called Fatso, and it was produced by Mel Brooks. And you know, Biden probably thinks that that was yesterday. I mean, <laughs> in the same speech, <laughs> in the same speech, he had said that something him and he said. Him and Obama had passed such and such thing in 1976, and then he caught himself. It was like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, 2014. He somehow thought it was it was the 76 for a second. So it's not that far off to See, assume. See, but what's crazy is those kind of like comments don't they don't hurt him because people just look at it as like, oh, confused grandpa. Yeah, they're like, oh, Uncle Biden, he's fine. Ah, oh, Grampy's confused again. Yeah, he thinks it's the 70s. Mm-hmm. Eh. He, he tried to call someone fatso. <laughs> oh, oh, big deal. Who among us <laughs> hasn't called a guy fatso every once in a while? Have you never been in a heated debate and you just said, hey, look, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never just looked <coughs> at somebody and looked at their physical characteristics and thought, I don't care what it is they're talking about. I'm going to look at them and say, this guy is heavy. <laughs> Look, fatso. <laughs> Listen here, fatty. <laughs> Listen here, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> you better sit your fat ass down, because I'm about to tell you what's what. <laughs> <coughs> Try not to break this seat. <laughs> fat ass. Are any challenges? Well, here's the thing that, like, but people, so people are trying to say that he said facts, but immediately after saying, listen here, fat, he challenges him to like a push-up contest. I like that. I was a big fan of that. <laughs> the guy was saying that he, that he doesn't think Biden is like fit to, to be president. I think he was saying like fit. I think he was, he was trying to knock on his age. He was saying, I, I don't know, he didn't say, I don't think he said fit, but he was, he said something along the lines of like, that Biden isn't like physically, like, isn't physically in, in the condition you'd want a president to be. Which, and to be fair, he did say about himself too. I think he was like, oh, well, I'm like 83 years old and I don't think, he's like, I know I'm not as there as I was 30 years ago. Which, absolutely fair point. The guy, he used himself in this example. He was like, hey. I'm not as quick as I used to be. And he was questioning Biden for it, which Biden's, Biden's response, he was, you know, great. He was, he was like, hey, you know, let's have a push-up competition. Let's run laps. Let's do whatever, whatever it is you want. Which would have been fine if the guy was like maybe 50, but the dude was like 80. I think it's fine either way. I think that's the feistiness that Biden, if I was on Biden's campaign staff, I would say, hey, take that fire that you had there. They call this guy a fat fuck. <laughs> I'd say let's not do that, but take that that fire that you had, and let's like take that and let's like contain it a little bit, because I think you know, right now Biden is the front runner in the Democratic Party. Oh, he's absolutely the front runner. And if you're gonna go toe to toe with Donald Trump, listen, you you everyone saw that picture. That, uh, that Donald Trump posted. He's looking fit, man. 
He's ready. He's ready to fight the Russians. The Rocky poster. He's ready. You know, say whatever you want about about old Donnie boy, but he's quick. He, he he's a quick yep. thinker. He's got he's got good quick responses to things. His uh, his and, and he'll be in jail. And he's funny. Great. Mo- yeah, he's funny. And if you're gonna go up against that, you can't do this whole super political, super tame thing. You got to be a little feisty. See, I actually agree with you, even though I do think that that video was like if it was any if if it was anybody else, it would have hurt them. But I do agree with you that I, I think that that does help his campaign because he requires um, looking like he's got that fire in him. Yeah, that he that he could fight that he could go toe to toe with Donald Trump in a 2020 campaign debate. Absolutely. Because people see him and they think they think that, you know. This guy is not all there. He's a drip. He's not quick. You know, he's not mentally like he's not mentally there enough to go and beat Donald Trump. And that's why I think his whole like So I'm not gonna lie to you. I think if Joe Biden and Donald Trump fought, I think Biden's got him. I don't know about that, but I I I no, 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 well let me let me hear it. Let me, what's your what's your thesis? Why are you doubting me right now? I think that I think that if it was let's say it was Biden versus Rubio. Dude, I feel like Biden could take a punch. Like yeah, yeah. I feel like if somebody was to wind up and hit Biden in the chin, dude, he'd eat it. I think I think Biden against um what's his name? John No. What's that guy's name? Ah, got it. Mitt Romney. Because, you know, Romney was trying to, you know, he, for, I mean, it's a couple elections ago, but he was, he was trying to be a Republican candidate. And he had the right, he had the right look for it. He's got a very presidential look to him. Um, he, he looks like he would play the president on, like, a TV show. You know, that's, that's Romney's look. I think if you had a feisty Biden, like what we saw there, against your standard regular Mitt Romney, I think I think Biden would would beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Cuz Romney would come across so tame and so like Romney be like, "Hey, well, why can't we talk this out and just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Biden would be like, Biden, "Hey, hey, hey, get in the ground. Let's do some push-ups." No, Biden would be like, "I know about I know about cockroaches." And just <laughs> Romney's like, "That doesn't even make any sense." So he's just beating the shit out of him. <laughs> I know a cockroach when I see one. I'm going <laughs> to stomp you. Mitt Romney's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you know what? Close your eyes for a sec. I can picture Mitt Romney with a bloody nose very easily. <laughs> yeah, I could too. Yeah. And that's what Biden would do to me. Punch him right in the face. And I, and I like Mitt Romney. Yeah. I just think that... What's wrong with him? Yeah, I think... boring. I think that Joe Biden could headbutt a man and not even feel it. Mm. I think... That they need to, I think that honestly, I think that the response to this video, it's not all negative. I think that they should look at this and say, hey, we need a more like lively Biden than what we've seen so far. Yeah. I think that, I think that's the takeaway. Yeah. Because this, the, the video today shows that he's at least awake. It shows that you, it shows that. I guess under the right circumstance, you can you can hit him with something 
and he can hit back. And I think that's what that's what he needs to show. Yeah, I think. Well, I've I've always said from the beginning. I think that Biden is Trump's biggest danger in the election field. I think that he's the biggest danger in the battleground states. I think that normal people have this connection, you know, with Biden that like other people don't have. And Obama hasn't endorsed him yet. Correct. Right. If you think Elizabeth Warren is beating Donald Trump in a general election, absolutely not. You're you're like we. So me and Josh, we live in D.C. The people here in the Beltway are completely out of touch with how normal people think. It's almost like a sickness. It's Potomac fever. It's so bad. People like there are policy wonks here in D.C. that are just like, oh, yeah, Warren's a great candidate. Warren's not beating Trump in a general. No, she comes off as like the angry aunt at Thanksgiving. The aunt that that try that gets political at Thanksgiving. She went real hard on a sweet potato pie and she balls up her fist and she like she just starts she dominates the conversation with with her angry her angry attitude. Her like, like ah, I know I know what's best. Yeah. Yeah. Mil- billionaires shouldn't exist. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And her stupid Elizabeth all- Warren is a leech by the way. Which I mean, can we just say this last election this whole uh, Medicare for all thing was like, that was a big thing. They were all, especially with Bernie pushing it. It was like this whole, like, like uh, healthcare is a basic human right. You know what I mean? Or fundamentally, like this whole, like their whole idea that was like the government should run healthcare and everybody has it. That was a big thing last election. And now you're seeing in this, this like uh, election cycle and the debates, that's not, you're, that's not necessarily what the majority of Americans want. It's not a litmus test anymore. Yeah, and you're seeing with all these Democratic candidates, Biden was actually, again, feisty. That, that, that was a hint of feisty Biden, actually. Now I think about it. Feisty Biden hitting back at Warren with the, this plan she's trying to talk about won't work. That was, that was him getting feisty. And like that was him going against you know the, what has I would say last election been like a Democrat staple, <coughs> which is uh, healthcare for all. And well, Biden yeah, was like, that's not going to work. Last election, it was definitely way more Bernie's moment than it is now. Yeah. And you see uh, Buttigieg and you see Warren and, the, you know, Warren's whole, we're going to have Medicare for all, but we're going to, we're not going to have it fully until at least year three. Of my of me being president because they're realizing like this just is not this isn't a feasible strategy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to get because you know I can get I can get technical and I can get wonky and I don't want to do that because this is a comedy podcast. But Elizabeth Warren is not. Well, how many people are listening by this point? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I th- I think people got their fill of the hibachi talk and you know some of them are probably checking out. Well, yeah, I mean my my basic point is. I have a pretty um, – when I know the facts on the ground, and it's a general, so I do, I have a pretty good ability to figure out who's likely to win an election. Like, I was pretty convinced that Donald Trump was going to beat Hillary in 2016 when, you know, pretty much no one else was. And Elizabeth Warren is not beating Donald Trump. No. She is but like – But Joe Biden can because Joe Biden can throw down in the purple states. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. 
And I think he could also throw down in a fight. It would be, it would be incredibly entertaining to see Biden versus Trump. <clears throat> Are we talking about like in a fist fight or in I'm a t- just debates? I think it'd be incredibly entertaining. I definitely. I mean, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I do think that Biden is going to be the nominee because it's like there's nobody else standing. Yeah, I think um, it's not going to be Bloomberg. Absolutely not going to be Buddha Judge. These people do not want what Steyer, is that his name, Steyer? He dropped out. Oh, he did? Okay. I, um, but, I mean, okay, so you have one, one millionaire dropping out and another one, Bloomberg, taking his place. Actually, no, 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 wrong. Uh, I think I think I was wrong on that. I think um, I got him confused for with uh, the Montana. Oh, okay. Guy. I think I think uh, Steyer and Bloomberg are still in it, but I think that they whether or not they will be on the next debate, spending absurd amounts of their own money. Yeah. By the way, whether or not they will be in the next debate is contingent on if they can get the what's the polling numbers or something. Yeah. Which is looking unlikely. Uh, I mean, how many people are, are how many people look at Bloomberg and say, "Hey, this guy owns you know a huge news organization, and he's running for president." How that seems like a conflict of interest. It's such bullshit, especially when when they said they will not do any investigation uh, or investigative work on Bloomberg yeah. because I mean, his you work for the company that is his name. Like, obviously, they're not going to investigate him. Yeah. And they're, you know Bloomberg is not going to write anything even remotely negative about him. Yeah, no. They have a huge vested <clears throat> interest in him, in him becoming president. Absolutely. Which also, when Donald Trump became president and people freaked out, like, he owns hotels and this and that and whatever, and, like, people were, like, all up in arms about it. How, what would the response be? I mean, obviously, I think most liberals wouldn't care. But, I mean... If you were to, you know, put on even playing field, if you were to take the response that Trump got for owning hotels and businesses and apply that to Bloomberg, if he was president, there should be an absolutely insane amount of outrage. Like, this guy cannot be in any way connected to this news organization. Well, you have a president with a news organization in his pocket. Like, how would people not get upset about that? Well, I, I, I don't even think you're going to have to worry about it because, you know, Bloomberg isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I think there's enough. Um, I mean, did you see that video of him saying that uh, taxing the poor is good? <clears throat> did you see that or no? No, I don't think I saw that. He, he said that taxing the poor is a good thing because he said that we want poor people to, to live longer. So they can get a better education and they can improve their life and they can get, uh, you know, they can climb the fiscal ladder, so to speak. And he pretty much said the headline of, of this little segment from him was we taxing poor people is good because they have less money to spend on things that are harmful and more likely to kill them. Essentially saying, hey, what? <coughs> just because you. Wait, was this on? Wait, where did you see this? It at? was on Twitter. Wow. Um, it was in like a. It, he, it was him 
I don't remember the. I mean, if we had a producer right now, it'd be great. I could have the producer look that up for yeah, me. Yeah, pull that shit up, Jamie. Hey, Jamie, pull that up for me. Um, but he, uh, it was like it was like um, the person interviewing him was very much in agreement with him. So I don't know what type of panel this was, but he he essentially just said, like, I mean, listen, the takeaway of it is ultimately if you are poor. Unless define poor. If you maybe don't have uh, the highest level of, of education and you work a job that does not pay you that well because you lack a certain level of education, if you happen to find yourself in that circumstance, you obviously are not responsible enough to, to handle your own money. What little money you already have. So, so it's better for the government to tax it. And that's uh, and that's how they they think of you. That's that's why Bloomberg is not going to go anywhere no. because it's it's too much of this separation of I'm rich and because I'm rich I know what's best and be, if you're not rich you obviously it, it, it's looking at at uh, income as a means of determining someone's how fit they are to make decisions that impact their own lives. And that, that's why I, it will never take off. I mean, I, we've spent a decent like, a couple minutes talking about him. Yeah, no, it, it's not. I, I don't even – when I look at the 2020 race, I don't even consider Bloomberg a uh, running contender. Do you know what poor people love, Evan? What? Soda. So let's, let's ban soda. <laughs> let's ban soda. Yeah, with his uh... – his ban on the big gulp. The big gulp. Hey, listen. Big gulp, it's a great value. And you know who loves great values? Poor people? Correct. <laughs> Poor people love great values. They love big gulps. Yeah. Uh, he, Bloomberg basically came out when he was mayor and said, listen here, fat. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, How, what, who are you to tell me I can't have a soda? And he said, look, fat. <laughs> I know what's best for you because I have a lot of money. All right. And I can drink as much soda as I goddamn well want. But you get more money and then we'll talk about you having soda. <laughs> then, you can, then you have a more refined opinion of yes. where you should be. When you have demonstrated fiscally you are responsible enough to manage your money and be a millionaire. Then we'll have the discussion about whether or not you should have soda. Yeah. But I don't even, again, I don't even really, he, he's not going anywhere. Tom Steyer isn't going anywhere. Cory Booker isn't going anywhere. Kamala Harris dropped out, which is crazy because she was a front runner a month ago. It is so wild. Like if you look at the Republican mm. race in 2016, how it was basically anybody's game until the convention. I mean, like, about a month before the convention, you, you kind of, you were like, yeah, it's going to be Trump. Mm -hmm. But, like, people were close. It was close. It was close. People weren't dropping out. This is so wild. It's so wild to me how, like, Democrats, the Democratic Party, like, coalesce around certain people. Whereas with Republican races, it's, it's, it seems recently that it's been so open. I would wager that um, Camilla is thinking um, 
drop out now before you make any enemies and then you you go fishing for a VP position. Yeah, I think she's either doing that or trying to salvage her career as a senator. Could be. But if you think about it, she, I mean, aside from Booker, which, well, Booker's not, can I say black? Is that offensive? What? Can I say black? What? Booker's black. Why is it offensive? I couldn't remember if he, if he was or wasn't. No, no, he's, he's black. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Either way. She Which is. I will say, shout out to Booker. I mean, he's got these beautiful blue eyes. Like, if you look at him. And you know what? He and keep, it does make you question. You're like. He keeps them wide open so everyone can see him. You're like, you're like what, is, what is Booker? Really? I've never seen a man whose eyes are so taped open as Booker. No. Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff looks like. Okay, a vampire. He looks like a sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad. Like, if, okay. <laughs> Hear me out. If you look at, like, some of, like, if you've seen, some, like, these articles that are saying, you know, in the future, you know, we won't need, uh, you know, we won't need other humans for, for sex or whatever. <laughs> you can get pleasure from robots. The advertisement is Adam Schiff. <laughs> he, he has this blank, wide-eyed, emotionless face. It's terrifying. Like, he's made out of silicone. Yeah, terrifying. And he just, like, he just, like, it's like he talks and his mouth moves, and that's it. Nothing else moves on his face. His jaw goes up and down. No other muscles. Nothing, nothing moves. It's so weird. And I don't, I don't really like to attack people's physical appearances because I feel like it's a, it's a low IQ but way. But his name's Shift. Kinda... He looks shifty. He does look shifty. He looks very shifty. It's shifty shift. Yeah, shifty shift. But back to the point I was saying. I think Camilla is thinking... I'm a black woman, and if she's thinking how some other people, like we are, are thinking that Biden is likely to be the nominee, um, what is a old white guy, what's going to look good for a VP choice for an old white guy? A, I mean, she's not young, but she, compared to Biden, she's, she's young. She's younger, a younger black woman. Looks like a very progressive choice for VP. <clears throat> I know I just said that maybe she's trying to salvage her like Senate career, but I do think just because it's so crazy that she dropped out this early, being the front runner that she was like a month ago, I think that maybe there was some like backdoor conversation that was had. Maybe, but perhaps. <clears throat> like you were saying, between her and the Biden campaign. Yeah. It, either something like that. I mean, absolutely could have been something like that, or it could have just been as simple as, uh, you know, although there has her, her campaign strategist just like doing some, some real honest looks into the future and saying, you are probably not going to get the nomination and it's better for you to, to go for the VP. You have, you, she is, she is a very. And she's young enough to make that decision too. Yeah. And, and from, I mean, from a purely logistical standpoint, she's a very, she checks a lot of boxes for a VP for uh, Buttigieg or Biden. 
You know, you have two. I mean, you have a white gay man and a and an older white man. And I think honestly, um, uh, we know that Biden polls very well with the black vote because of his connection to Obama. And I think that Obama has been holding off on uh, endorsing Biden because I think I think he wants to let Biden get the nomination before he endorses him. Um, purely just for like the sake of appearances. Like I, I, I don't think I don't think Obama Obama so far has a very good public image. Um, I don't think he wants to endorse Biden and have Biden not get the nomination because it just it'll just look bad. You know, if, if yeah. the previous president endorses a candidate who doesn't get it, you know what I mean? I just think it's a bad look. Yeah. But I think uh, if, if Obama endorses Biden and then Biden goes with uh, Camilla as, as his VP, I mean, that's, I mean, from a logistics standpoint, it's putting a very strong, very strong, uh, you know, ticket, I'd say. Yeah, I think that that would be incredibly damaging to yeah. Trump. Which, I mean, normally, I mean, I would assume Trump would keep Pence as his VP. I assume, I mean, yeah, you, don't I think, typi- I, you don't typically change your VP. No, I think it would be. If you a, run again. I think it, for as far as optics, it would be a bad look to change your VP because that would imply to voters that there is a problem. Yeah. Which, I mean. And, it, and if you're an incumbent. You want to imply to voters strength. There's, there's no, there's no problems here. Yeah, you want, you want to show strength. Which I mean, I will say, uh, maybe, maybe uh, a good case for why Pence was not a good VP pick. Hmm. See, I. Could you imagine? I. If you I, had, you would, if you had, I, I mean, great. I don't think it's likely, but if you had Buttigieg. As the nominate, as uh, as the Democratic nominee, and you and now you have you know imagine you had Buttigieg and Camilla. You have a gay white man, a young gay white man, young black woman, on your ticket mm-hmm. against Trump, who is by all looks and everything, public perception, an older white man, and you have another older white man who is very against. Uh, anything gay related again against i mean that would be a bad look here's the thing though is so much of that like that pence like against gay people thing so much of that is just manufactured it's not actually it's not actually real it's something that the democrats have concocted about and that's fair and that's a fair point but at the end of the day public perception trumps reality ultimately you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter In in a sense though like I, I see what you're saying, but normal people aren't really, you know, thinking that way. The evangelical vote is not going to be affected by that. And that is true. I think your average voter is not spending, you know, multiple hours a day on Twitter voter, like we are. Voter, yeah, uh, like like I mean, we spent. I mean, in part because of our our jobs, we spend a lot of the time on Twitter. And a lot of what we're looking at happens to be political stuff. So, I mean, you know, I think we get a broader sense of what, you know, Twitter. Because you got to remember, they're they're voting for Trump. 
You know, yeah. they're not they're, they're not, not voting, voting for Pence. They're not voting for Pence. The average voter doesn't really care what Pence Unless is. Trump has a heart attack. The average voter doesn't really care what Pence's like uh, private feelings about gay people are. Mm-hmm. That's true. But either way, I think it's going to be Biden. Oh, I, I definitely think it's going to be Biden. I think unless Biden royally screws up the December Democratic debate, there is one in December, right? Uh, I believe so. Unless he royally screws that up, I think he's most likely going to be the nominee. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely think so. But and I, I and I think Democratic operatives, for the most part, are very aware of the fact that Biden is really the only one that can take these working class um, communities. Like, if you like, like in Western Pennsylvania, for instance, there's places there that voted for Trump, that voted for Obama you know, in the 2012 election that voted for Trump in 2016, that Biden would be able to absolutely flip back, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. But I also think, too, um, <clears throat> I think that if Biden was to become president... I mean, it was, it was wild that Trump won Pennsylvania. Mm. If Biden was to become president, um, I do think, again, this is just, you know, based off of, you know, what I've seen on Twitter and just friends that I have that are, are liberal and, you know, vote, vote Democrat. Um, I think that the majority of, and you got to remember that your friends that you're seeing on Facebook that vote super liberal are not at all an accurate reflection of the American people. Oh yeah. But I do think that your younger liberal Democrat voters, uh, would not, I mean, granted they'll, they'll take a Biden presidency over a Trump presidency, but I don't think that is, would be their preferred president. I think, I think for a lot of these younger liberals, they would rather um, Bernie or Warren. Right, and that, that might affect him, but here's the thing. But, but I don't think they're going to switch. I don't think they're going to... They're not going to vote Trump just because here, Bernie isn't there. The people that were the deciders in the 2016 election are people who have sympathies towards Biden. And that's what a lot of people don't fully grasp, in my opinion. And I'm saying in my opinion a lot, but like I, I definitely think it's fact. It's a podcast. I mean, yeah. it's all our opinion. Yeah, that's true. Um, but working class people who aren't really ideological either way, they have, you know, they are people who are willing to work for a dem- or, or sorry willing to vote for a democrat that is pro working class pro you know pro jobs and in Pennsylvania right now you know they're constantly having battles over whether they're going to open up new like chemical plants petro, petro petrochemical plants and stuff and those people want those jobs so if you get somebody in there like Elizabeth Warren who's coming out and saying like oh I want a full full-blown ban on fracking yeah you know she's never gonna win a place like that against trump who's like i want to give you as many jobs as you can possibly get i mean warren is essentially um you know we uh, i don't think we talked about memes much this episode but um the meme uh that goes um 
can I copy your homework? And the person's the other person's like, yeah, just make sure it looks a little different. That's Warren to Bernie. Yeah. Whatever Bernie, whatever Ber- I think it's unfortunate for Bernie and that he he proposes a lot of ideas that resonate with younger voters. Um, but I, he doesn't have, I don't think he has the rest. Uh, I think he has that younger voting class, but he doesn't have the rest of them. He doesn't have enough to actually to win, but he has enough of that younger vote that someone like Warren, who pulls better with some of like the, the older, you know, voters. I, I think that, Warren says, "Oh, Bernie's doing this. Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that a little bit. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take what Bernie's doing, and I'm gonna copy it a little bit. Copy copy it enough. Yeah, and I think that she's doing that. She's moving further to the left to uh, g- grab those votes in the primary, and I think that that might help her get to where she wants to be. But she's still." Not beating Trump in a general election. No, I don't think so. Plus the whole, you know, Native American thing. It, yeah. it, that's some easy ammunition. Yeah. He'll, uh, Trump would use that as a club. Yeah. And in terms of, uh, like, what type of ammunition Trump and the Trump campaign would have for Biden, I think their their biggest thing, I mean, aside from, you know, Hunter Biden... Which I mean, you can you can you can shoot at Hunter Biden as much as you want, but at the end of the day, um, that's Biden's son. It's not Biden himself. You're attacking Biden through his son, but I think a lot of voters are going to look at that and and they're going to be like, well, it's his kid. You know what I mean? You're not going to hold the sins of the of the, the kid against the father. Yeah, and I uh, I totally agree with you there. I don't think. I think that it can be a convenient Republican talking point to kind of show that... I mean, it'll get coverage on on Fox and yeah. wherever other conservative news outlets. I mean, they'll talk about it, but I don't know if it's like a... If it's, a, you know, a ringer, if it's a, a, a dead pain. If it's, I, it's not a kill shot, essentially, what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I agree with you there. So uh, that's our review of 2020 so far. Yeah. Another little, little side point I like to bring up, because I, I, I've mentioned this on Twitter quite a few times. Uh, I think uh, I think Donald Trump Jr. is positioned very well to be president one day. Possibly, possibly. I think, uh, yeah, and every once in a while, you know, just for some fun, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. will tweet something out. And, it, and if it's, Relevant, like if he tweets it out within, you know, two to three minutes, I'll go on there and I'll comment and I'll be like, and I'll say, you know, one of my most uh, recent ones was, um, uh, was Don Jr. has all the makings of a future POTUS. And oh my God, the, the, the responses to that people just like, ha, in your dreams. Yeah. You know, one person was like, I think the best part of him spelled down his mom's leg. Yeah, that that'll get you some uh, that'll get you some flack on Twitter. But it's kind of enjoyable sometimes. You know what I mean? Just to see the responses to egg it a little. Yeah, well, it's definitely fun to be a troll. Yeah. 
but I mean, it, it, it is a troll move, but at the same time, uh, you know, I'm not 100% trolling. I do. I think that he, you know, uh, uh, maybe, I don't know if I would say 2024, um, maybe, uh, 2028, I could see him running Yeah, no, and no, I could he, see him doing very well. I think, I think he w- he would definitely run. I, I think if Trump gets reelected, it would make a strong case for him considering uh, twenty uh, twenty four. I think run. after this is all over, once the once the um, Donald Trump era is over, I definitely think Ivanka will run for something, maybe for Senate. Yeah, I don't think she would do a presidential run. No, I, I don't think so either. But I, I do think Don Jr. I don't know. Is I think the question comes down to. Uh, I don't think it's a question of would he do well, because I think he would do well. I think I I think the question is more, um, would he want to? Oh, I, I definitely think he'd want to for sure. And, and I think I think he's got a very nice introduction into the politis- political sphere that he wouldn't have had. If Donald Trump wasn't president. Yeah. And there's people who like Trump voters like him. Yeah. I think he's honestly, uh, I think um, if we could, uh, you know, if we could vote for him instead of Donald for the, for 2020, I think he would probably do better. Uh, uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, yeah. Uh, I but I, I think, I definitely don't agree with that. I think he, I think he has, a lot of the characteristics of Donald Trump that made him popular and made him get elected. I think he has a lot of those characteristics, but he has them um, in a way that that just comes off as like a little quicker, a little younger, you know? I I think down the line. Yeah. Like you said, 2028, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I think 24 would be a little too soon. I don't know. I mean, great. Well, yeah. Well, because you'd have to, if you're a political mind, you have to take into account the uh, the pendulum swinging. Yeah. So I I think that the Trump era, even though I have been happy with some of the things that Trump has done, I think that the pendulum is going to swing further into the other direction when, as uh, it always does, yeah. when this era is over. I mean, eight years of Donald Trump. I think I. I can see there being some fatigue for another Trump in the office at that point. Or even another Republican. Yeah. But give it four years, maybe eight years, who knows? And then, and who knows? It, it might not be a 28. It might be a 32, 2032, 20, where Donald Trump Jr. decides to, how old would he be at that point? How old is he now? I'm, actually, I'm not sure. He's got to be under 40. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't know. He. I mean, he looks like he's probably under forty. Yeah, he does look like he's under forty. Which would mean, even in eight years, you know, even if he's approaching fifty, that that's a good age. Yeah, I mean, he that's a good gave, age to be running for president. He gave a pretty like when you when you go back to the twenty sixteen Republican um, uh, convention, he gave a pretty strong political speech Mm. and then and he's very very open to going on shows and and tv 
uh, with competing views. Like him on the View, you know. I think I think him on the View, sure, it was you know, it, it sparked a lot of Twitter comments. Um, but I think generally when he goes on those shows of competing viewpoints, I think it it does him more harm than it does him, or does him more good than it does him harm. Yeah, he definitely doesn't sway. Like he, he doesn't. Uh, turn off anybody who would be inclined to support him anyway. Yeah. So that's my prediction. My prediction, Donnie Jr. Yeah, and I, I agree that he'll definitely probably run, but probably down the line. Yeah. Whether or not he will win um, entirely will depend on who he's competing against. But I think, yeah. I think down the line he'll have a, a pretty strong case as long as he doesn't do anything crazy, like, you know, smoke crack with uh, strippers. <laughs> like uh, Hunter Biden. Yes. Hunter Biden. <laughs> Purchase a fresh dildo. <laughs> Rough. Here, All right. Here, All right. Here's $80. <laughs> Give me a fresh dildo. <laughs> All my dildos will be fresh. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that was a, that was a good forty-five or so minutes of political talk for you. Yep. yep. For anyone that has made it this far, um, congratulations. I do not blame the people who checked out before this. I don't know if I'll cut any of this. I think I, I, I don't know where we would cut it in that political discussion. Yeah. I, I don't know either, but I enjoyed it. I did too. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And, uh, I hope that people listening, uh, would enjoy it as well. Again, our opinions. We're, we're just more intelligent than you are. So you, listen, well, I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Um, we are recording a podcast, and you aren't. So if you have a problem with it, I don't know. Record your own podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I think Listen, that's it. Fat. Yeah, I think that's it for for uh, tonight. And uh, you know, keep it real out there. Try and find the funny thing about things. <laughs> try and uh, try and stay entertaining. Be the uh, be the lively person in your friend group, and uh, you know, look fat. <laughs>